Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Guilt-ridden FBI agent Tony Cruz is obsessed with finding his missing sister, and catching a psychopath who murdered his mother. His childhood drama developed into nyctophobia and irrational fear of the dark, a condition he overcame over the years, or so he thought, armed with a relentless purpose of finding the killer and an undying hope of finding his sister, Tony descends into an underworld of sex trafficking and death, as well as demons from his past. The film is called A Dark Foe, and we're joined today by the director, as, as well as the producer of the film, and that would be Maria Gabriela Cardenas. Maria, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you so much for having me. Thank very, you. very happy to be here. Tell me a little bit about the origin of this, of this uh, story, and um, and we'll get to the part where you come into it as the director and producer, but where did this story come from? I, I normally work with my father, Oscar, who we, since I was a very young child let's say um i had this very like a huge passion for film and watching films with him that's how my interest in movies became because i i used to watch like a lot of alfred hitchcock uh with him since my love for movies grew so much i came to la to do a summer camp in filmmaking to see if this is what i wanted to pursue as a career when i came here no turning back, you know? <laughs> I, I said, this is what I have to do for the rest of my life. And I, I kind of like put it in my mind and telling stories is like such a beautiful thing, you know? And having people connect with you and, and have the opportunity for people to be entertained and get rid of all the issues they have in their lives just to mm-hmm. get on a wild ride. So the origin of this story came because I did a a lot of other short films with my father where, where he acted and he also helped me write some of those and we were bouncing ideas and one day he came up with the idea of like of of this story of a dark fall and I told him you know we have to shoot it we have but this time we have to do the real thing you know a feature film I think we're ready and from there we started uh he lives in Venezuela and I live in LA so it was a lot of FaceTime and he had to work like super late hours, you know, because I, I finished here at seven. So he had to like start working nine, 10 p.m. because of time difference. And he had to like work until like three, four a.m. It was like that for like a, a year or two. And and from there, while we were writing, we also tried to reach for the financiers, you know, like all the heavy stuff. In some ways, isn't that even harder than writing a script, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And but I. Thankfully, you know, we had like a lot of family and friends and and people that that were willing to help us. So so that was huge for us, you know. Through that, um, I I hired a producer. Her name is Amy Williams, uh, which I met her in 2016, I think. I was the production assistant of her of a movie she produced, Mothers and Daughters, which Selma Blair was uh, the actress, the main actress. And from there, I, I, I built like a very strong bond with her, you know, because she's like the sweetest person in the world. And she's so willing. And she saw that I was coming out of film school and super like passionate about film. And I wanted to be in movies, you know, <laughs> like start working. 
I, I told her about my script, A Dark Fall. She told me, okay, I'll help you, you know? And he, she helped me a lot with uh, finding the casting and some of the big parts of the production uh, of the team, you know, of the people that were hired. And Selma Blair, which I also, a funny story is that uh, I, I acted in a very small scene with her in, in Mothers and Daughters. That's why that's why I told Amy that it would be nice to have her because when I saw her on set working at Mother's and Daughter, I have always been a huge fan of her. But uh, when I saw her there, she seemed extremely nice. She was very nice and extremely hardworking every day. So so I had her in my mind for my film. And also uh, Graham Greene, which he plays the serial killer. Uh, when we were writing the screenplay, we thought of him right away as well because we wanted to make things different with this serial killer yeah we thought of him well it's an ambitious script i mean there's yeah. a lot going on a uh -huh. lot of characters a lot of kind of plot twists and there's there's a lot of things to keep track of if you will especially for you as the director producer and writer of the film obviously mm -hmm. you know it intimately but nonetheless uh, it can be pretty tricky to kind of keep all of those storylines on a particular path right yes. if you're trying to create a certain kind of an ambiance and story on set when you're directing um, is i mean besides the fact that this is your debut feature film which is a, yeah. a huge undertaking mm -hmm. and almost and it's an hour and 50 so there's a lot going on there's a lot of storylines to keep moving forward and yes. your sort of growth as a director being on set you know the like i said you know the script but you're on set what is the biggest challenge for you in terms of kind of keeping all of these thoughts in your head? Are you, are the, I mean, you're working with people on set to help you with that, but for you as a sort of as an artist, what's, what is your challenge? I would say my challenge, my biggest challenge was to be prepared. First, first of all, like I, I didn't want to go on set not prepared, you know, I, I really wanted to know everything that was going to happen, like having my shot list, storyboard and, and like, all the things that I wanted to tell my actors. I had like a huge folder of that <laughs> with me everywhere. And my biggest challenge, I just wanted everyone to trust in me, you know, and 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 believe in the project as much as I did every day. So so we can stick together the whole 28 days of shooting. <laughs> so 28 days. Well, that, you know, that that's a fairly quick shooting schedule. Oh yeah, it was absolutely crazy. We we obviously went over time, you know, because there's so little time for so many pages and so many locations that we had. It was so challenging in many ways, you know, because anything can happen on set that you didn't plan. As much as prepared as you are, there's something wrong. That there's something bad that's gonna happen. My main person purpose every day was to focus on the actors because I trusted my director, my DP and my production designer and everyone on set because we we had production meetings, thank God. You know, we we talked about it so much that the days on set, they knew what they were doing. So now my focus was the actors, you know, because I had barely any time with them before the shoot. Hey, let's talk about the story because mm -hmm. it is, as I said, it's a dark story. Yes. And the, the catalyst for the story is Tony's early life. He's a young man and he's home and his home is invaded by a man who is up to evil, if you will, uh, mm -hmm. creates a havoc. Uh, and I don't know how much I want to give away. I'll leave it to you to kind of let our audience know exactly uh -huh. what they should know. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. But, uh, but it, it sets this 
all of the things in motion, including his challenges moving forward. There's a lot of flashbacks. There's a lot. And then we enter into this world that is, it's, it's tough. I mean, it's kind of a silence of the lambs kind of, you know, dystopia, if you will, that we eventually find ourselves working in. Yeah. And, uh, just kind of curious, is this something you're fascinated with this sort of, ex- because the thing about horror and I'll just, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll leave it at this horror, mm-hmm. psychological thrillers like this is it does open up your imagination to take it almost anywhere you want. So I'll just leave it with that. Is that fair? Yeah. Well, for me, I've always been like super passionate about thrillers and horrors my whole life that I wanted to take on that challenge because those are the movies I'm more drawn to you know, that I want to watch all the time. Uh, I got a lot of inspiration through like Darren Aronofsky and like David Lynch and Hitchcock, you know, uh, those are like the biggest influences for me as a director and also very passionate on, on telling stories about very troubled people and and I wanted to to also explore that underworld, that the the nasty places that people don't usually look to. What else? You did answer the question in the sense that these this is the kind of thing that you're drawn to is these sort of absolutely yeah yeah I, I love I love is it, it. is it something to do with what it says about the human condition kind of the the best and worst is that part of it is exactly for some reason I've always been drawn to like self destructive films also the movies that don't show you that life is not perfect it can go in so many different directions and in, there's very bad places to go to as well. I feel like people are so drawn to all psychopaths for some reason or serial killers because it's not like what you see every day, but when you see it, uh, you're fascinated by it. Like how can, how come someone can do such thing? So I wanted to dive in, let's say, and see how we could accomplish like a different character with so many inspirations from other serial killers, you know? Yeah, definitely. Well, Graham Greene does a pretty darn good job of being. Right? Yeah, yeah. Here. He did incredible. Yeah, you see, he really is good in this. Um, and you mentioned Selma Blair. I, I was just going to, because you talked about her earlier. I always like her. Every time I see her in something, I, I feel, you know, it, she can do comedy. She, with The one with Reese Witherspoon. Um, Legally Blonde, yeah. Legally Blonde. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, she, you know, she can do comedy. She can do drama. She can do a lot of different things. And I, Anything, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah. But again, this story, it, it takes us into some very dark places uh, it feels like there's a, a bit of a morality play here as well. I mean, this is a thread that kind of runs through it is this sort of the moral compass of the people in the film. But overarching, there's this kind of morality, you know, the dark side and mm-hmm. people are drawn to it and why. And is that is that a fair way to put this? Is it? Well, we wanted to showcase this troubled FBI agent who is obsessed yeah. for the past 30 years of finding his sister that they took her away. And with that, uh, he spent three days, you know, in the dark. After spending three days in the dark, all the things that can happen, you know, it's not like the next day you wake up and you're like perfect again, right? So we wanted to portray this with a nyctophobia, which is the irrational fear of the dark that was caused by this event of his life. We really wanted to to explore it in, in a way that that it could be visually interesting and also terrifying at the same time. Yeah, definitely was. Uh, before we go any further, I want to remind our audience that uh, we're talking with Maria Gabriela 
Cardenas, and she is the director of the film Dark Foe. It is opening here in Los Angeles uh, this Friday, July 30th, and it's opening at the Lemley. You can see it in person. Get out to see a movie, please, people. We all need to get out of our house. Do it safely. Uh, but uh, it's opening at the Lemley Pasadena Playhouse, the Santa Monica Lemley, as well as the North Hollywood or NoHo Lemley Theater starting on the 30th, as well as video on demand. You can also see it there. Everywhere. But get out, have a cup of coffee, have dinner, go to a movie. Um, exactly. <laughs> yes, we all want to do that. We all, I think we all want to do that. I want to talk a little bit about the look of it because I thought that your uh, cinematographer did a wonderful job. Incredible, I agree. And is it John and Aguilera? John Aguirre Sarrobe. Thank you. I just went real quick because I know we're kind of running out of time here, but I thought it had a great look uh, throughout. I thought, especially in the kind of the darker scenes, always hard to light, always hard to get that right. He yeah. really did a great job. And I just wanted to kind of acknowledge him for his work here. Oh, yeah, yeah. John, he, he did it incredible, you know, and it was crazy because I told him, well, I want this, this and this. And uh, we we wanted to separate like we had like three separate worlds. We had like the world where uh, it's like Tony's world, like at the beginning of the film, you know, with like cold colors and a little bit of yellow. And then for the underworld, we wanted more like the neo-noir colors where we see Rebecca, this character that leads him to all this crazy place. And then uh, for the cradle, we wanted more like earthy tones, like kind of like, like that it feels almost that like you don't want to see the screen, you know, like it's disgusting. And I show him like a couple of pictures of how I wanted it and explained it. And it was so incredible because he understood me perfectly. So working with him was insane. It was insane because he's so talented and like he saw my vision. Yeah. He did a great job. He really yeah. did. Really, it adds, he adds a lot to the film. Uh, definitely. So, well, I want to thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, the film, again, is A Dark Foe, and we have been talking with the director as well as the producer and co-writer of the film, and that would be Maria Gabriela Cardenas. Thank Yay. you so much for spending oh, some Oh, thank you so much, Mike. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Film School Radio.